0: greeting earthlings we have now taken over your radio
1: hello and welcome in to the jayhawk talk podcast i am kevin and joined with me as always is andrew and andrew i got something to say to you
2: are the jayhawks back are the the jayhawks back they were never, they never left. Kevin. All I'm they're seeing here. is good basketball. They're here and they're here to stay. This is uh this is not just a hangover season. This is not just a nothing matters because we won the natty last year season. This is a season. We can run it back. Kevin,
1: we have won four in a row. We have won six of seven since that three game losing streak. Is that right? Six of seven. I think that's right. And The sky, as it turns out, was not falling in Lawrence after the three-game losing streak. Great to see. First of all, great to see that that wasn't the case. I don't know that you and I felt that way. We certainly presented both sides of that argument, whether the sky was falling or not. Happy to hear, happy to proclaim, Andrew, that indeed the sky was not falling. And the Jayhawks look like, once again, at least in the conversation, as one of the best teams in college basketball and a chance to run it back that feels
2: great this is the time of year where you can start feeling those feelings Mm. you know it's you don't necessarily want to say it out loud but it's you know you start to get that feeling in the back of your head that you know what and and, and you guys know what that feeling is you've felt it before you felt it in many seasons and we felt it last year kevin and we're Maybe beginning to think about potentially possibly feeling that feeling again. I, I think it's fair. I mean, all all we know
1: around here at the moment is is parades and championships. I mean, it's all we come to expect. Oh, so hey, we need to humble ourselves a little
2: bit. But like, it, has <laughs> I mean, been a, saying, it has been a fun week here in
1: Kansas. Take City. advantage when it's hot. You gotta you gotta strike. You gotta strike. When you got the goods, you got to, you got to take advantage of it. And all of a sudden you look around college basketball and I don't know about you, Andrew, I am not scared of anybody anymore. The blue bloods know. are not there, right? Everyone's talking about Purdue. All they keep doing is losing. I have just not, I, you can talk to me about what Alabama is, but all I know is I saw Alabama lose by like a hundred points to freaking Oklahoma. So, I mean, UCLA has been interesting to me, but again, I don't know the battle test you could go down the list and not very many teams are that scary. And then you see what Kansas is capable of in that second half of that game yesterday against Baylor when they 55 balled the Baylor bears in the second half. I mean, Geez, I mean, they're capable of beating anybody.
2: Yeah, and we'll talk about that Baylor game. I've got I've got Baylor thoughts. That's certainly one of these games that I think should go down. And when we when we think about to to previous seasons, you know, like what games can you can, of the regular season can you remember? I mean, there's sure. a handful that you can reach back into the old brain. And I think yesterday's game was is one of those ones we it's should on be the able list. To reach back. Oh, definitely. It's on the list. Yeah. The the difference in that game because you can
1: point it. You can go down the list, right? The West Virginia game. There's that K State game last year. You could go down to Indiana several years back. UCLA. You could go down the list of all the games where there's been like crazy cool comebacks. At Texas. But the difference in this game is that they not only came back, but they beat them by like 19 points. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like it's comeback, crazy.
2: Much like the, the national title game last year, the comeback happened fast. not over the course of the whole half. It came back very, very quickly fast.
1: Yeah, that, that was weird. That whole game. I mean, the, the entire game was weird, but, uh, yeah, I mean you you like you, you had to like Kansas's chances to at least make it interesting the way that the way that Baylor was shooting the ball in that first half. That was crazy. All right. Well, Andrew, we are going to talk about the Baylor game. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. We've got Big 12 talk. We've got a little a little bracket reveal. Top 16 teams, top 4 seeds to to talk about. We've got a little bit of look ahead here for the Kansas Jayhawks as we're now Andrew just what four games left in the Big 12 slate? Four games. I've right. got four right.
2: games, and then we've got the Big 12 tournament here in Kansas City. But first,
1: Andrew, I got to talk about one thing. You mentioned it already last year, about this time, you started having some feels. You started to feel something a little different. What was it? Was it Remy coming off the bench and sparking some stuff? Was it the team's defense? Team defense started to really take on a life of its own. Was it putting a little streak together and having a chance at the big 12? Was it all those things? Yeah. All those things at once, but there was one other thing that we can point to that happened about this time last year. Do you know what that is, Andrew?
2: Um, you know, February got a little bit warmer. (laughs) I mean, I, I don't know, Kevin, there's what other thing could it possibly be? We started Jayhawk talk radio. Oh, That's right.
1: We jumped on the radio airwaves, Andrew terrestrial radio. And all of a sudden the Jayhawks just kept winning.
2: Yeah. Just, just so happens that the year we have a radio show is the year that we win a national title. So what does that mean? Does that mean uh, we gotta, we gotta do this again, Kevin?
1: It was crazy because we were getting calls from every radio station on the planet with anybody tied to KU, making sure that we were going to end up
2: back on the radio somewhere. It could have been anywhere. It could have been this low band thing that we could set up <laughs> in our backyard. You know, no license, just, you know, just renegade pirate radio talking about the Jayhawks. But that's not the case. We we do have an announcement, Kevin. I will, I'll let you do the honors.
1: We will be joining... Sports Radio 810 WHB out of here, Kansas City, the power of sports, the powerful radio station, uh, most powerful in Kansas City, of course. And we are going to be doing a show weekly again, this time, though, on 810, which we're very excited about the new partnership with those guys. And uh, them being a partner with the University of Kansas makes it, you know, even more exciting. We're going to be able to potentially bring you some stuff from games we're going to potentially be down there at the Power and Light doing some content, maybe even a live show. We're going to see. We've got some things to work out still, though. But we know one thing the show begins this week. It will be on Thursday night, 8 p.m., 8 to 10, on 810 in Kansas City. Of course, streaming as well on the 810 app. And I think likely. Also, eventually in the podcast feed that you know uh, well here on uh, the old podcasts. But listen to us live, call on the show. It'll be a ton of fun. It was
2: a blast last year doing it, Andrew, and excited to do it again. Yeah, get your family together. Gather around your your <laughs> giant radio in the living room. Turn on a little fire and, and listen to a, a little radio program called Jayhawk Talk Radio. This Thursday... 8 to 10 do a little throwback you know get everybody together we're going to talk we're going to talk Jayhawks we're going to have some 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 guests on we're going to have some funny little bits like this is going to be Jayhawk Talk podcast put on the radio you know it's going to be fun and then we're going to be on weekly we're going to keep you uh tuned into to what it's going to be uh because uh WHB 810 uh sports radio we got to get that we got to work on that we got to work on our call signals, Kevin, but because they have the tournament, we're going to have to work around uh, so, some timing things, but that, you know, just opens up some opportunities for us uh, because they do have, uh, you know, they can air the tournament game. So we can, we can participate in that a little bit. So stay tuned on all the stuff we're going to do, but for this week, this Thursday, eight o'clock uh, on eight ten, 10 gather round, it's going to be a blast just like it was last year. But I think we're a year older we're a year wiser, we're a little bit more experienced. Uh, and, uh, this team is still good.
1: I I think we had to do it. There was no other option. We had to do it. We had to do it just to make sure that it wasn't us that caused us to not, uh, to not win. And you, you can't blame us because again, we are one and oh, uh, since we started this thing, we have to do it again, uh, just in case that's the reason, Andrew, let's move on here. We're looking forward to that though. So so watch us on uh on Twitter and we will keep you posted on everything going on there. And of course on A10. Andrew, let's talk about that Baylor game because mm. it was again one of the weirdest games I think I've ever seen.
2: It was so weird. <laughs> it
1: was, I'm sure inside the field house, it was about the same as it was inside my living room. As people were just, or at least I was going, what? The can you do? I mean, they were just making all this garbage. I mean, step backs, sort of prayers at the end of the at the shot clock. I mean, they got some ones in transition too, but they were just they were hot and they're good. Like I'm not saying like it was fluky because they are good, but that was that was scorching. That was that was not feeling good when you look down and they were like nine of twelve from three in the first half. Isn't
2: that what it was? Nine. They made nine threes, right? In the first half, we and we had made one, so I think you know they were I think shooting around sixty or seventy percent from three, and we were ten percent. That's not Um, very good. And and no, no, and it's not like that. We were our shots weren't open, and just you just weren't going down. And theirs were. You know, and we're going into halftime though. How did you feel? Because you know, I'll tell you, I I didn't feel horrible. I was a little angry. I was a little irritable, but we did play well the last couple minutes, and so I knew going into the second half that, that. we weren't out of it. It wasn't like we were done, done, but I mean, I wasn't, you know, you know, just, just completely jazzed, but you know, coming out in the second half, it happened pretty quickly. But before that, <laughs> how did you feel going into halftime? I was
1: live betting the shit out of the university of Kansas to come so back you in felt this game good too. Right. I so was like now, now, now let me, let me just address one thing. I was live betting the line, the points, I could not pull myself together to bet KU money line, which I, I of all people should know, know better. Like you got to just do it. It's like three out of four times. It seems like it works. Uh-huh. I should have just done it. I did not. However, I did pound KU uh, plus four and a half, five and a half, seven and a half and nine and a half uh, plus money. Of course on, 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 uh, or plus points. That means of course, if you're not in the betting world that KU just had to win or lose by those many points or less to, to win your bet. So I was betting that Kansas was going to come back. Now I tweeted a few of these bets out and boy, I got some interesting, very negative replies. Twitter was not happy either. They're like, you're burning your money. What are you doing? I mean, we got seven or eight just terrible immediate replies.
2: And I'll tell you why it's because there are some of us out there. I don't know who, some of us, who were burned by the TCU game? Mm. Who maybe did the exact same thing once in a while for happens. TCU? And boy, let me tell you, for the, those who are out there who did that, I was there. I'm not going to say who it was. <laughs> I was for those there. about who did it. Uh, you didn't dur- didn't turn out well. Didn't, didn't was, wasn't a great outcome. And we're going to get
1: to TCU by the way. We got I got thoughts about that. Uh, yeah, it, but obviously they were not going to shoot that well the whole time. TCU was doing it a little different. They were just making threes and you had to think that, that there were going to be adjustments and you had to think that we were not going to be that cold. And you also had to think coming out of halftime, new game, new half, a new life. And that's exactly what happened, but it was beyond anybody could ever believe could happen. Uh, Just the, the Jekyll and Hyde of the two teams coming out of half was, was just, that was unbelievable.
2: And, and let's talk about why. I mean, there was, there's a lot that happened, but I, I think some of the catalyst to that was Juan Harris, Duan Harris was all over the floor defensively. Uh, but all of his 14 points came in the second half. He had two, yeah. three pointers uh, ended up with nine assists on the game. And really, I, I think without him playing aggressively on both sides of the floor, uh, not just defensively, but you know, him looking to score on offense, like he, he was a big part of that. And, uh, and Bill Self pointed that out. If, if you watch, they've been doing a lot of these locker room videos now, which I love. Yeah. You usually we'd get a locker room video you know, here or there. They've been doing a lot. A lot of the big wins. We, we get Bill Self's little pump up speech at the end. And he pointed to two guys. He pointed to Juan Harris and he pointed to Kevin McCullough. And without those two guys locking up defensively, I mean, that that was the number one offensive team in the country uh, in, in Baylor. And really, if you can shut down those three guards. You could beat that team. And they did that in the second half. We just had yeah. a lot of points too.
1: That that was, they showed that graphic at halftime. You probably didn't see it because you were there, but they showed this graphic of their uh, backcourt versus our backcourt and like points scored. And it's kind of unfair because our backcourt is not exactly the the scoring, you know, trio <laughs> uh, compared to, to Baylor. But it was kind of funny, you know, toward the end of the game, I was thinking about that graphic again. Because and even uh, did you listen to uh, Game Day, which we also haven't touched on? I I went with with Miles. Oh, yeah. I was there.
2: Yeah, I, I watched the whole thing.
1: So Miles and I went. My son, my oh, five year old awesome. son, and I went. Yeah, at the we just kind of early morning got up and was like, screw it, let's go. And he was all. Did in. you have so,
2: Miles make a sign?
1: No, we didn't get there in time. Like we, it was that de- like he woke up super early. I was already awake and no one else was awake. I was like, screw it, let's go. I
2: love <laughs> that. And like, so it's, we like just a, it's, it's not an impulsive let's go to McDonald's. It's no, an boys' let's trip. Let's go to Lawrence. Let's go. Boys' trip. Uh, and so,
1: yeah. And it was a blast. He got, he got, you know, the giveaways, he got the sign, he got like the, you know, the thing you could show that state farm on one side and rock chalk on the other. And it, it was fun. And he got to kind of see the whole thing. He was intrigued by the cameras. doesn't matter. One right, of the let's, things they let's said a in bird that though,
2: walk here. Yeah. I want, I want to know more about the behind the scenes of this. So tell your story, but then we're, we're going to pivot here into the into game day. Okay. So
1: the, one of the things that they had said Was between, they asked the question, who is a more, a more likely, uh, national title candidate, Baylor or Kansas? Yeah. And, you know, some said Baylor guards, guard play, guard play, guard play. Right. And so there was that side. And then Jay Billis said, he, he actually thinks, I think it was Jay who said, uh, that the balance that Kansas has on defense and offense gives them a little bit more of a, of a better chance. And looking at that graphic, the one with the three guards versus the three guards. And you started thinking about that. At least I did afterwards, like the defensive effort that especially McColler and, and Juan gave like that. There were no two better defenders in basketball yesterday in no. all of the sport. And that, that is the, at least that second half, that was the difference in the game to your point. And, you can compare guards and you could talk about guard play. And in the tournament, they talk a lot about scoring guards, but it takes more than that. And we obviously draw a lot of our freaking energy and a lot of our offensive production from our defense, creating extra possessions, energy plays, things like that. And that was one of the things I kind of took away from that as I was thinking through the day is, is man, you could bring guard play can mean a lot of things. And most people just think of it as one thing. And that, uh, obviously Bill Self thought the same way. He said, Juan was the player of the game, Kevin McCullough right there. Uh, and that was that was a fact.
2: Yeah, and everybody stepped up in the second half. I mean, Jalen Wilson, you know, in, in a a week when Purdue has slouched a little bit, and they did win today, but, you know, when they have kind of tailed off, and they, they're not as hot as they were. But for him to have that second half and have that game yesterday, where he finished with 21-13, You know, that's that's going to be a strong case for for him to make for national player of the year. And we'll get to that. But for him to have that, you know, high profile game versus a high profile team on ESPN, for him to have that second half, it just goes to show you there there may not be a better player in college basketball. And the second half is is that reason.
1: Let me read you a quote from Bill Self about Jalen Wilson after the game. The thing about Jalen, he was as poor as he's been all year long the first half. He missed two uncontested layups with nobody around that affected mm-hmm. his energy, defense, frustration, all that stuff. You couldn't have scripted how we could have looked worse. I don't think in that first half and the second half, all he did was do was one thing. And that's just compete. I don't want to say his will is better than others. That's not the right thing to say because I can't speak to others, but his will is as good as anybody that we've had play here in a long time. He's just a winner. He's a winner. He doesn't make shots either. He just finds a way to go get 21 and 13. He is just a winner. That's mm. some pretty high freaking praise from Bill Freak itself. I mean, I, that's about as high as it gets.
2: I think the takeaway is that he's a winner. <laughs> I think I guess the, yeah. you that you say that. You think he's a winner? You know who All else he's, is a is one. he's a winner. he's a winner? Leif- Mitch
1: Life was a winner. Mitch Life has the most wins of anybody. That oh, dude was doing.
2: Hey, <laughs> hey, let's let's give us some time here. one is probably going to catch him.
1: That's true. He could. <laughs> he might. He might be here a long time. So yeah, that, I mean, you're right. All that, all of that stuff, energy, everything, and obviously some shots went down. Grady got it going a little bit, and I have to ask you this, and you can come back to game day in a minute. I, it seemed like through the television that second half that the place was exploding like loud. I don't know if they did some different mic things or whatever, but it sounded louder on some of those, on some of that run than any time that I've at least like, I know the television viewing experience is, is, is one thing, but it seemed like it was exploding. Can you compare yesterday to some of the other games this season?
2: Well, I didn't correct you earlier, but I was not there yesterday. My brother and his oh, wife and, okay. and their two year old daughter went and it was Claire's first game nice. in Elfield house. Okay. Good luck. And, Charm. Uh, I'll just say that Claire and, and Claire's Claire's mom, my sister-in-law went to the uh, rally house team store during the big uh, surge in the second half. And Aaron's like, do so I just tell him to stay there? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> yep." I said, at this point, you have to buy this win Buy her, whatever she, wants. whatever you want,
0: just Here's run, the credit card. run up
2: the credit card, whatever she wants They <laughs> just got to stay there. And you know, it, it all worked out. So I was not there, but I okay. guess I, it was very, very loud. Uh, from the TV, so I can't give you a I can't give you the. It answer just seemed
1: like it. It seemed it, like it, wasn't it?
2: Well, how could it not be? Maybe. I know, I know, I get it. Uh, I get it. It's for for you to have that that emotion in the first half, of like man, we got killed. Yeah, like we they they're they're putting on us. Uh, to so, to have that, you know, as quickly as it's happened. I mean, that's you know, just the only comparison, you know, is that the title game last year where it's it's back within reach in in a handful of minutes. Uh, and, and this team can do that offensively. There, this team can go a couple, like four minutes without scoring like we did uh, in the first half. And then we can also score about 18 points in the first 16 minute or the first four minutes before the under 16 timeout and get right back in the game. So we got to see more of the more of the scoring and less of the droughts. And I think this team is is well on its way. Okay, I want to get back to game day because I've I've actually never been to college game day. It seems like we have this mm-hmm. every year, uh, or at least once every other year. Uh, usually, we're one home, one away when there's a game day, and it has been that way since they started it what twenty years ago. Uh, but I've never never done it, never gotten up early to do the whole thing. So, so what's what's it like? You know, is is there a ton of people? Like, what's what's the what's the crowd? Is it mostly students? Mostly people from around town? What is it?
1: Yeah, it is, I would say it's a, it's a mix. Cause you can see the students that were there early. Uh, they, they were like the first, whatever, 20 rows. And then it's a, it's a big old mix. And then toward the outside area and toward the top, it's families. It's just kind of townies, locals, things like that. It feels more like people who just kind of want to go be part of it, but I think to get the spots, you know, the TV spots, you have to be there pretty early and you have to, you know, be, be in line and all that stuff. But anybody was, well, wa- I mean, we left a little early just cause my son was like, all right, I did it. You know, was toward the end, <laughs> uh, but he's, cause he's five. Uh, but the, even when we were leaving like an hour and a half into the program, like people were still walking in just to go like, see it and be part of it. Uh, uh. So you could, there were, there were, uh, I would say I, I'm not going to put a number on the amount of people there. <sighs> I mean, just kind of thinking of, of where it's at, maybe 3000 people. Okay. Is a, is a guess. Uh, maybe four, I mean, somewhere in there. Uh, and, but it was uh, the production is the coolest part. Like beforehand, you know, they've got a producer who's got like mic'd up and is telling the crowd what to do He's like, all right, in two minutes, we're gonna have a ESPN sports center spot want you to be really loud and here's what's going to happen. And then five minutes later, they're like, okay, we, we need you to do the rock chalk chant. Cause we're going to bring that in during the college game day, uh, you know, cold open on something or like, and then they're going to, okay, the camera's going to pan in here. So they kind of like the production stuff was kind of cool. If you've never okay. been a part of that. Uh, and then Reese, you know, each of them kind of came out at their own speed and talked to the, talk to the crowd a little bit, which was cool. Uh, I don't know if you saw. I tweeted something out that Reese said because uh, he came out wearing a purple tie, <laughs> mm. and and everyone was like giving
2: him crap you about doing? it. And you gotta he got to know better,
1: and he said like he gets on the microphone and because people are like literally yelling in his purple tie, and he he gets on the microphone and goes, uh, uh, "Look, my wife gave me this for Christmas and gave me crap that I had not worn it yet. So it's either I have to." make the person who I got to go home to every night or you guys upset. Uh, And I decided to choose her, but, and then he starts this quote. He goes, if the good Lord, I got something to say to you. If the good Lord came down and said, RD, you can only go to one more college basketball game the rest of your life. Where are you going? And he stops. He goes, it's Alan Fieldhouse, baby. And he said, don't worry about that purple. And then he paused and he goes, don't worry about the black and gold. You are Kansas and they are not. And like, you know, fired up the crowd, right? So, uh, okay. so he 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 earned
2: it back. A couple things I learned from that. I'm gonna call him RD. Yeah, I did too. I that was if, something if, I hadn't he, heard before. He, he calls calls called himself, himself RD. RD. Yeah. He calls himself RD. I'm gonna call him RD. That means
1: a lot of people call him RD. Okay,
2: okay. I I'm I'm into that. Uh and uh y- you know, that answers part of my question. Like what what's going on like during commercials or during downtime?
1: Uh, commercials, not much because they go pretty quick. Uh, but during downtime, literally people are just sitting around, like there's not much going, the band, like once you got closer, like starting at maybe eight, the band started playing on, on some stuff and then they kind of did some pump up music and, and like each person was coming out because they were doing those, those sports center spots, Uh you know, every whatever, like 10 minutes. So there was kind of something going on. But most people are just kind of sitting around. Like it's 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 kind of a weird vibe because you're there, you're like in Allen Fieldhouse, you feel like you should be doing something, but then there's you know, like you're just kind of sitting there when nothing's no. Can you hear what they're saying? Like is, yeah, like yeah, they PA? mic everything up. Yeah,
0: okay, they so mic it
1: through a PA. It's not like the PA, they have their own speaker set up, but okay, they have they have, yeah, it's all mic'd up, so you can hear everything. That's why people are booing when they say whatever K State or something. Yeah, uh, and then they they put the video the show on the big screen on the on the yeah. uh so you can see live kind of what the show what it's looking like which is kind of cool and then they had a bunch of monitors down that the that the guys you know um, game day could see too i will tell you this andrew i had not been to a game day either since 2005 the very wow. first college game day when i was in school i remember up to this day it was against university of texas we made a sign we were like in the second row and by the way, you might think, oh, it's probably an Allen Fieldhouse. That's probably where they shot it. No, 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 no. They shot it in this old, where was that? The like in the uh in the old version of the uh of the museum of the of the Hall of Fame area. Remember that area that had like stuff in the middle and the like the track was on one side, and then it kind of there was a big space between that, kind of heading out to the to the to the doors to get out. They shot yeah. in the most awkward place ever. And so there was no, I mean, people were like four deep. There were maybe 400 fans there. I bet mean, yeah, it wasn't yeah. that many at all because uh, you couldn't fit that many more. And it was a very, very strange. It, I I'll, i want to see if I can find an old tape of it because uh, or YouTube or something, because it was it was a very strange setup. It was not in Allen Fieldhouse. It was in the like corridor outside uh, which I still don't understand now. Uh, maybe they just didn't want it to look small. Like they didn't know what to expect. So yeah. they wanted it to look full. That's the only thing I could think of, but
2: well, we're uh, going to fill any spot that, that they have. Uh, if there's a chance to uh, support,
1: there were not that off. many there. There were not that many. I'm telling you, there were maybe a few hundred fans there. It was a weird deal.
2: Cause it was brand new. Like no one knew what yeah. game day was. Interesting. Well, you kind of buried the lead here. What What did your sign say?
1: I can't remember. I actually, oh, you know what? come
2: on. You know what? You know what?
1: I have a picture somewhere of this whole thing. I'm going to find it, and I'm going to tweet it out, and I hope that I've got a picture of the sign there.
2: All right. Everybody go to at Talk on Twitter and see what the <laughs> sign is. I, 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 <laughs> I will something. be checking because I want to know.
1: I, it was probably something about Texas because we were playing Texas, and I think they were pretty good. Yeah, they, they were always pretty good in the 2000s. Uh, yeah, 05 Texas. Now I got to think about that. Now I want to know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We'll we'll come back to that. But, Andrew, yeah, game day was fun. By the way, um, looking back, KU won that game. Uh, oh, 90 to 65 against Ooh. the number 16 Texas Longhorns. Ouch.
2: All right. So that was, Whoa, uh, I'm out. That was uh, big dubs last year. That was Aaron Miles. It was that the... Was, this is but the second Buckner. time
1: they had ever done game day. So the first time they did it was January 25th against Pitt versus uh UConn Ooh, in stores, little, little old biggies matchup. Yeah. 21 versus they were both ranked. And then it was uh it was Texas at KU. That was the next. Uh, Interesting. That was the next one.
2: Okay. Well, I think the product has definitely improved since then. And I, yeah, I think everybody had a good time yesterday. It looked like a good time um, for me watching on TV. Uh, but Kevin, let's look ahead a little bit uh, to the NCAA tournament before we talk about some big 12 stuff. But I want to talk about this uh, tournament stuff. Yesterday, the selection committee released the top 16 seeds if they were to seed the tournament today. Why did they do this? I don't know. I think it's just they they took a cue from the college football deal and that they they were the college football playoff committee releases their top four, you know, on a Monday night football or whatever yeah, 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 decide to yeah. release it. So it's really just content for for guys like you and I to talk about. And normally I wouldn't give them take the bait. Wouldn't take the bait because none of this stuff really matters. And and ultimately there's no reason for anyone to get upset about a mock selection thing in the middle of February. So there's no reason to be upset. It, I, but to the extent you can be upset. Okay. To the extent you can be upset, you should be furious. Okay, all right. (laughs) You should be furious that we were only the fourth number one. We were were (laughs) almost a five, Kevin. You should be, okay, no, you shouldn't be furious at all. You should not be concerned. But you should be furious if you (laughs) were the type of person who was furious about these stupid little things. So let's talk about why. You had mentioned to me a little bit earlier that you had this little hunch, and you're not a... Uh, maybe like me, ai am going to see the world in the most KU positively centric way possible. But you had a feeling just like I did that we had a case and that the selection committee was going to see along with that case that to be the number one overall, I thought there was a chance more than likely chance that we'd be the number one overall didn't happen. We were number four. I, it was, you can make an argument
1: why it's it's the it's the quality of wins it's the quad one wins absolutely blowing away the other one seeds and the amount of quad one wins 13 i think at this point
2: 13 13 and 5 all our five N- losses are quad one.
1: next best was of the of the of the one seeds i think is nine i think purdue, purdue. has nine yeah. uh you know what? B- Bama may have may Bama may have a few more too. I, I think they're may, they might be ten or eleven. Doesn't matter. We had the most,
2: right? Oh, uh, Alabama the, has seven quad one. Okay,
1: never mind. Oh, I was looking at a different metric. It doesn't matter. There's a quality win Purdue thing. Purdue has nine. Has. Yep.
2: Texas has eight.
1: We've got Baylor
2: has eight. Iowa
1: so State has eight. There was an argument, I guess, to my where I was getting at that. And, and by the way, the metrics, like kinpom still has KU, what, seven or eight? Yeah. So seven. there are, and I don't know what the net is, but the point is that somewhere in there, you could argue KU is a bona fide one seed based on full resume. But if you start putting weight on certain things differently, and I thought maybe this was the year that they start to look at things like strength of record, strength of schedule. And combined with what the fuck the big 12 is this year, which is just banana land. And you look at the amount of quad one wins. I thought there was a case to be made that Kansas, and I thought they might put some, put some more on that and they didn't. And that's okay. It doesn't matter. Now we know, but what was weird to me is they didn't use that same sort of idea metric, if you will, like stat head stuff, the rest of the, the sixteen. Cause they're all over the place on that. And so I was just annoyed if, to the extent I was annoyed. I was like, they're not, they're being consistent. They were just being that that that's what I didn't like. Now there's a lot of time left and a lot of this is going to change. And if KU goes and wins the big 12, Uh, you know, they'll be, yeah. they'll,
2: they'll be and fine. They released all this before the game. Of course. So do they change what they're thinking? Knowing, Uh, the the outcome of this. Now, I'll I'll give you you know Joe Lenardi. I think has us as the number two in his updated bracket. I'm furious with Joe (laughs) Lenardi. What is he doing? (laughs) Yeah, no. And like guys, guys, don't be upset about this stuff. Don't be Be furious about it. Mad as hell. (laughs) No, no. like, but but it kind of goes to show where we are and what they are valuing. They are valuing. Uh, they're putting us up there, but not necessarily all the way. Uh, and so I, I think that at the end of the day, they're going to look at those quad one wins. They're going to look at the winner of the big 12. You know, they say they don't like, look to, to the conference, but to win the conference, you're going to have a good resume and they're going to know, uh, how difficult it was to get through that. And so, you know, all you gotta do is go out there and win games, put your best foot forward. And I think we're going to be good in a good spot. If we, if we keep winning games, I
1: think Texas was five on the S curve, weren't they? Yes. So that is, that's interesting right there because you can quickly see a scenario where you have two big 12 teams as one seeds.
2: Uh, Baylor's not far behind and Baylor ain't too
1: far behind either. So there's a, that's pretty wild when you, when you start looking at that, it's not, it's not crazy um, to get there and you can see a lot of scenarios where that could happen.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about ones and twos. And obviously I think we do want to be one, but, you know, we're, we're going to go through these questions, and I just want to, like, get your get your temperature right now on a couple of these things. Would you rather be a one seed in New York City or a two seed in Kansas City? I think it probably depends
1: who the one is there, but I think I'd rather be in Kansas City. Would you I think. Rather, I mean, we haven't had Vegas? the best luck there. What about
2: Las Vegas? What about a one seed in Vegas or a two seed in Kansas City?
1: So if it's in Vegas... Something weird has happened on the one seed line. Oh, wait, you said one seed in Vegas? Is that what you said? One seed in Vegas or a okay. two seed in Kansas City. Um, if I'm playing Houston in Kansas City, I think I'd still rather be in Kansas City.
2: Because they probably will keep them in the Midwest. Because uh, I think... Yeah, so I think it comes down to you know, I think Louisville's locked up. So the, the four regionals are Kansas city, Las Vegas, New York city, and Louisville, Louisville. Uh, as long as Alabama continues to hold that spot, they're yep. likely to just put them in Louisville. Right. Yep. Uh, and then the rest of them can kind of go up in the air. We're probably going to be competing with Purdue for that Kansas city spot. We're probably, uh, and the other two are kind of go wherever they're going to go.
1: I, I think know. it's important to get above Houston. I mean, it, it's important to get to number two, to your point, like, to, to ensure Kansas city, they need to keep winning or you lose a couple and you beat the two in Kansas city. (laughs) So uh, I don't know if Kansas city is the priority. I mean, I guess here's the, here's the question right now. What do you think is going to happen? Is KU going to be in Kansas city A potential for Kansas city, Midwest region, obviously got to get there. What? Yes or no. Or well,
2: I, I do. I do, because I think they're going to finish out this season pretty strong. Uh, and I, I think that they've they've done enough to get there right now. Uh, and, and so I think they will be there. I mean, it, Purdue, it kind of just depends on where how they value Purdue and how Purdue finishes. You know, if they win out uh, and you know, Purdue ends up being the number one overall, are they going to put Purdue number one overall in New York City or are going to put them in Kansas City? You know, they're probably going to put him in Kansas City. But We've got a, we, if we went out or if we, you know, finish strong, win the big 12, then it's going to be hard to keep us out of there just in terms of resume.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, Purdue's not going to lose uh, at least the rest of the regular season They're They, they look, although <laughs> they were down earlier, so I should say that before I look <laughs> and see if well, they today. lost
2: two games, to unranked teams. They have Indiana. Yeah,
1: uh, they lost today. I'm an idiot. No, okay. They just lost Northwestern. Uh, I thought they were gonna win that game. Okay.
2: Well, there you go. No, they, they beat Ohio State today. Oh. Oh. Okay. You're you week off. Beat Ohio I'm a week State off today. Okay. Uh, I was, sorry, was I thought
1: they just played them. Okay. That makes sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So they they lost or they beat Ohio State today, but they previously lost to Northwestern or Maryland. Um, but they've got Indiana on uh, uh next week, next Saturday, Uh, and then uh, Wisconsin team on okay. the road, who we played earlier this year, who's decent. I was gonna Illinois, say. Who they've also played tough. So
1: the, the Illinois could be interesting. I was looking at their schedules, like there's no way they're gonna lose the rest of the games. And then I looked down like, wait, what? Uh I was uh Yeah, kid Palm in.
2: hasn't winning all those games, but Oklahoma that's...
1: State is terrible. Or Ohio State. Or Ohio State is terrible.
2: Yeah, they're they're the bottom. And, and they were they bad. were actually not only were they terrible, they were m- missing one of the best players. So uh real bad. You, you know Purdue, you know, they're they're interesting. In terms of that spot, but you know, there's a lot of work to do. There's there's a whole season of Jayhawk Talk Radio on um, A10WHB <laughs> to talk about these outcomes. There's a there's a lot left to go. Our our radio season hasn't even started yet, Kevin. So mm. we will be keeping an eye on that. Uh, I do want to get folks updated a little bit on the Big 12 race. There are four games left in the Big 12. And uh, uh, Matt Tate on KU did a pretty good breakdown of, of the remaining games. So I'm just going to read this and I want you to guess who has the easier schedule. Okay. We've got at TCU home for West Virginia home for Texas tech. And then at Texas, not I mean not, not super easy, but not, you know, not those, easy. Those two home games are, are going to feel pretty good, uh, but still tough teams. The Texas has Iowa state at home. At Baylor, at, t- at TCU, KU at home. Ooh, that's pretty good. Baylor, tough. yeah, that's also, I mean, all these games you've got. All the, I mean, the Big 12, doesn't matter what order. But here, here's Baylor at K State, Texas at home, at Oklahoma State, Iowa State at home. Ooh, yeah, those are, I think, I like our path better than those two. Uh, and I think, schedule wise, in, in, in games one wise, record wise, we do have the easier path. If that's how you're judging it, I
0: mean,
2: and what I'm telling you here is we cannot afford a slip up. We've got to go down to TCU and win tomorrow night. Yeah. And if we can win that game, we're you're be, feeling really good. We're yeah. feeling good. I don't
1: think you have to, but I think you need like to, to feel real good. I think you have to, it does it does it end it? No, I don't think it does. I think someone not those yeah. other teams are going to lose one. I don't. If you go four zero, if either any of those teams goes four zero to win, like they deserve it, like just Absolutely. end it right there.
2: Uh, what I don't want to have happen is to have us gain up a game on Texas going into Texas, and Texas winning and celebrating a time uh, with us. Let's put that out of reach by the time we get there, or just win in Texas.
1: Yeah, that's a shoot. That's a good point. It's more fun to celebrate a Big Twelve at home <laughs> well, a lot just, more
2: fun i want to see all those trophies texas tech is senior night that's our third game mm. so that's uh
1: well, we have a chance i guess then like if they win that game and texas lose and the other teams lose somewhere along the line we could do it you could claim a share they could do it then oh so, that'd be great
2: senior night bringing out the trophy is always the best
1: oh man i'll be i don't
2: there. want i don't want us to think ahead here but you know
1: andrew i'll be maybe, courtside. Maybe,
2: That'd be get of that game. Oh, oh you court, got that got game.
1: Hand. Oh, that would be fun. Now Evan. I na, now I need, that to, I need mm, that to happen.
2: Okay, well, let's just go win this game to TCU. Make sure we're we're all taken care of. But yeah, uh, Big 12 basketball is the best TV show on these days. It is. It's so a, good. There's always gonna be a good game on. Even even like these Oklahoma, Oklahoma took Texas to overtime That was a great Saturday. game.
1: That uh, that K State Iowa State game was a great game. It, I'll tell game, you one game that wasn't good though. Oh, TCU, TCU. Was, TCU is back. Mike Miles. <laughs> Mike is Miles back, is guys. back. Mike Miles he had, is back. You had thirty-one points. I mean, what do you do? Of course, yeah. we catch. Of course, we catch TCU, who lost four games in a row without Mike Miles, and then comes back and they they win by freaking twenty-five over. Yeah, and
2: they're going to be hungry too because they were, you know, yeah. top. They would have probably been on that top 16 seed list uh, if it weren't for Mike Miles going down. And so he's going to come back and they're all going to be pretty hungry. So we've got some revenge to get down there in Fort Worth uh, uh, tomorrow. That's tomorrow, Kevin, uh, I know. Big Monday, and uh, you know, they're not going to hit 100 threes. So, but it's going to be a battle.
1: It's, it, it is going to be a really tough game, obviously. I mean, we, we saw how we played against them last time. Cool. Uh, and what was it at 23 points lost 80, 83, it's, 60 is sticking out to my brain. Eight, 20, something bad. like that. It was, it uh, was bad.
2: 80, 83, 60. Good, good memory. Uh, and, I forgot about that one. I can, remember. yeah,
1: I, I don't blame you. Uh, I always remember the losses more than the wins. Those it in Allen field house. I mean, you could you can go down life. the list.
2: Such as the curse of being a KU fan.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, I will say this. Uh, early on in the season, in the Big 12 season, I was saying TCU is among, if not the best team in 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 Big 12. I thought they were right there. I thought you could make an argument for them early on in the Big 12 season, uh, and I think they're still right there. I mean, when oh, they yeah. beat, they're capable of beating us by 23 points in Allen us They can. I mean, they are, they're just as good as any other team, especially at full strength. And that's going to be a tough, that's going to be a really tough game.
2: What's the line? Have you seen a line yet? I have not. I um, up. Ken Palm has it as a one point game. I think in our favor, let me just double check. Really? Uh one point game in our favor.
1: I guess that's, that's probably because of, are the metrics taking into account miles being back? Uh, uh, I, I, I presume goes. we're underdogs. We've got
2: to be like it's going to be a point or two or three. Oh,
1: interesting! Here it is, right here, right now on DraftKings. Ku is a one and a half point underdog. Okay, that sounds more right. That feels right. more right. Caesars one, so DraftKings one, one to one and a half points. Kansas underdog. Uh, should be a great game. I mean, I, I just, I, if we can carry over what we just did and Baylor that. That was so much fun that second half. I mean, can you? I can't even imagine what it was like to be in field House for that second half. It was. It seemed like it was just awesome. Uh, you gotta hope that they carry that over. And Andrew, we are. We talked a couple weeks ago about, I think on our last podcast, that we wanted, we needed Grady to be the, Robin to the Batman, and that it was it was vital from a scoring production standpoint for us to get where we need to go and i said something like uh he doesn't have to score 20 but we need him to score 15 something like that and ever since then andrew he has averaged like 19 points in the last in the last 2 weeks of basketball and seems to be playing more confidently firing immediately not waiting firing immediately when he feels open in the last two games, Andrew, I think I might be wrong in this, but I'm pretty sure he has led the team in shot attempts over Wilson. It might be close. He's had like 17 and 18 shot attempts. The last two, two games, which is the, I think both of those, the most he's had all season. So obviously he's listening to the Jayhawk talk podcast where we've been
2: saying we want him to fire at least 15 Dude. shots a game. Fire at will. The three pointers haven't necessarily been falling. Uh, no, they're they're hit or miss. What I like about what he's been doing is he's been getting to the basket. Yeah, he's been cutting. They've been overplaying him on the three point line, or he's just been been able to make a play. And I'm not saying he's got like the best touch around the rim that I've ever seen because there's you know guys like Frank Mason senior year, like there's there's probably nobody better around the basket than him, but. Grady Dick's not far behind in, in terms of probably the last six games that he's played in around the bucket, him being able to put it through the hole. It's not that easy. It looks easy, Kevin, but it's not, he's got a really good touch around the rim. So if he can put both of those things together, he can put that uh, obviously probably the, one of the best three point shooters uh, in the country right now. I mean, he'll probably be in the three point contest here in a couple of years. We're talking about All Star Saturday Night. He'll he'll be in that. Like, there's no, I have no doubt in my mind that he, as long as he has a productive NBA career, he's got the shot that that can can do that. But if he can do the three point and around the bucket like he has been, that dude is going to be a stellar offensive player come March. Like, Wait. there's gonna be nobody who can do what he does.
1: I mean, you're not even talking about his mid-range game, which has also been awesome. In fact, it's kind of carried him a little bit in some mm-hmm. games where he's spotting up and hitting, you know, taking a couple steps in baseline or even yesterday, you know, he'd missed two threes in a row. He kind of passed up a three and jumped, you know, three feet inside the three point line spotted up and made it and seemed like it gave him some confidence. So anyway, you're right. I mean, he's got, he's got it all uh, offensively. And uh, I the good news, I guess, is that Maybe he is becoming what we needed him to be, Andrew. But I've got one other stat for you. I saw that you probably have seen this. I think it was floating around yesterday. Do you know what our record is in games that Juan scores double figures in undefeated. his career at Kansas? Oh, in his career? In his career at Kansas.
2: Oh, uh, I'm going to say undefeated. but 20-0. 20-0. Awesome. Wow. Now, now
1: let, me, let me dial it back. This season, do you know what our record is when Juan scores at least 4 points or more? Are we undefeated? Undefeated.
2: Oh my god. How about that?
1: So forget Grady. Forget Grady. We need we just need Juan to just set some stuff up early for Juan. Make sure he gets to that magic number and then we're good. We're good. That's all we need. Just
2: get wow. him to get into his 4 points. How about that? Isn't that a crazy number? wow one well, you can score you're great around the basket you can shoot that three don't be afraid dude Just, it's yours the bucket's yours it's so
1: funny four four points or more and we're undefeated
2: wow uh there's one more player i want to talk about before we get out of here kevin uh and that's Jalen wilson and if we're talking about the big 12 being the winner the best he's the winner sh- yeah, he's a winner. Do you know that he's a winner? I heard that. Big 12 being the best t- show on television. The leading man of the best show on TV is Jalen Wilson, who will be the Big 12 player of the year and should be the national player of the year. Mm. He's the best player on the best team in the best conference. Kevin, don't give it to a big guy. Zach Eadie just t- touches the ball. It's just he's he's just big. He's a big guy. He's big. <laughs> Don't give it to a big guy. Uh, you know, they were saying. Oh, but he's real
1: big. But also he's real, he's real on, big. on
2: game day that if if the top five hold for what people are projecting to be the uh, top five uh, first team All-Americans, including Jalen Wilson, Jalen Wilson will be the shortest person at 6'8 on that top five list. So maybe you can give him a little bit of a handicap because he's so, so short in 6'8. Let's give him a little bit of a bonus, but Jalen Wilson, best player on the best team in the best conference. Let's say national player of the year. And and if, if Zach Eadie can't beat these unranked teams, then he does not need to be winning national player of the year. Jalen Wilson though, Jalen Wilson's a winner. He's a winner. I, can you give, this is, this is an important question.
1: You mentioned the size. Can you give the national player of the year to someone who doesn't dunk the basketball?
2: Oh, I think that's, what's going to seal it because uh, I've got some information for you. Okay. Uh, Cause Jalen Wilson doesn't shoot, doesn't dunk the basketball. Th- that's correct. Uh, do you know how many times Jalen Wilson has dunked in his career at the university of Kansas?
1: Oh man. I feel like he's done a few.
2: I'm going to say seven times. The correct answer is three times. Wow. And two (laughs) of those times were real dunks. One of those times was a, the official scorekeeper was very generous with what they (laughs) called a dunk. Okay. Has not done it this year at all. How weird is that? It's so weird. I mean, those two close buckets yesterday, he should have dunked them. Could have been done. Like take one step, jump a little higher
1: and dunk the basketball. Instead, I'll he was like, this. he he looked like what I do trying to score a basket. Like the only <laughs> thing I can do at that point, when I'm at the position that I'm in, when I'm ahead of the rest of the team and I'm on a fast break is lay it up. Hit off the square and try to make sure that thing hits just right to get a layup. Like that's what I could do. Like he is six eight.
2: He's a world class athlete. Dunk the freaking ball. We know we can jump. We know we can do it. I think uh, so. Mac McClung can do double pump. Oh my
1: god! Just yeah. That's in not the even.
2: NBA, Jalen Wilson can dunk. So I'll say this: Jalen Wilson, if he dunks this year, he should be eligible. He should win National Player of the Year. But I'm I'm allowing for people. Anyone to need one dunk. Be holdouts. Uh, That's it. Trying to get him to dunk.
1: I will. I will start a social media campaign right now for him to be national player of the year. The second I see one dunk, show me one dunk and then I could will go. <laughs> I will go. Should Balls have been to yesterday. Should have been yesterday. Yeah. Wow, I, I love Jalen. I'm not talking shit. I'm, I mean, I just, it's just more of this. Cra- it's just weird phenomenon.
2: It is weird. It is very weird. It's kind of like Perry. Perry Ells dunked, but he didn't. Wasn't, Perry dunked, though.
1: He could. He, like in not, that. Not. Not on that fast break, show. though, on that fast break, he would have dunked that. Yes. He would have dunked that. Not, yes. No question.
2: Yes. Kevin, well, this is going to be a fun couple weeks. We've got our favorite thing coming up. That's Kansas basketball coming down the stretch in the Big 12. Uh, we're lucky to talk about it here on the Jayhawk Talk podcast. And we're also lucky to talk about it on Jayhawk Talk radio coming up this Thursday from 8 to 10 on 810 WHB. It's going to be fun. Kevin
1: looking forward to it. Really looking forward to the big 12 tournament too. How much fun is that going to be? Give us some good weather. Give us some great weather. I want like 65 degrees and sunny last few. It feels like it's been kind of crappy down there. Like if you got great weather, you got power and light. You got all these teams who feel by the way with the right run could win this thing. You got 10 teams who literally could like catch fire at the right time. It's Oklahoma could win it. Wild. It's West Virginia crazy. could win it. It's Texas not Texas Tech could win it. Crazy. Uh, it's it's just no other tournament will have that same same thing. It just won't. Like I I am kind of sad that the Big Twelve is coming to an end. Uh, yeah, like the Big Twelve be... because it's been so much fun. Like this, yeah. it's every night there's great television on. To your point, like there is nothing else I would rather watch in sports. Right now, the Big 12 basketball, like, every game is awesome.
2: This will be the last year as we know it, right? Texas and Oklahoma will leave after next That's season. true. That's true. But but next season, we've got these weird schools coming in that we've got to get used to. We've got Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, and uh, BYU. I mean, the Big 12 tournament will be super weird with 14 teams. Yeah. Will those, will those fans travel? I don't know. Maybe. Will we know anything about it? you know, it'll be weird to have Oklahoma and Texas there next year. We're going to have to figure out the schedule. So really this like perfect basketball that we've had with round Robin. And then we this meet in it. Kansas city for the tournament. It's the last year of that.
1: Yeah, boy. Well, enjoy these last two weeks. Cause it's going to be a blast. And that big 12 tournament, put a little nightcap on the season uh, in Kansas city should be an absolute blast. Andrew, hopefully We catch a dub down in Dallas next, or I guess tomorrow. Crazy. Big game tomorrow. And then if we do that, starting to feel pretty good. If we don't, it just kind of tightens us up a little bit. But we've been there before. And a lot of times we've been there before, needing to really, you know, knock it down late and and hope some things fall the the way that we need them to fall. I'm excited, Andrew. We have. I think as good a shot as anybody to win a national title and run it back as good a shot as anybody. I wouldn't take anybody else. Hmm. That's aggressive. I'd think about that. Like, I'm not sure I would, you know, like have a there's no obvious choice. I mean, to your point, there's no obvious choice. That's why if, and I'm sure the odds right now, have you seen the odds to win at all?
2: No. Oh, let me show him too. I you. think we're what minus 700, 800? Just guessing.
1: Let's 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 check one time before we get out of here. I'm gonna place a bet right now. All right, here we go. College basketball futures, Andrew. If you are able to guess who is the favorite right now, um, probably Houston. Houston plus seven hundred. Guess who's next?
2: Probably KU and Purdue.
1: Alabama plus 800, Purdue plus 900. You can get KU at 11 to 1 right now. 11 to 1 on DraftKings. Wow. 11 to 1. Final four. Kansas is plus 260. Wow. Plus 260. Two and a half to 1 to make it to a final four. How about that? Last one for you, Andrew. Odds to win the Big 12 regular season as we sit right here.
2: Uh, We've got to be probably minus number on that. Is this outright or just a share?
1: Uh, does not say.
2: So I probably what even odds? Maybe I would suspect
1: 180? it's it is outright. Outright? Uh, I would suspect that. I don't think they're going to pay you what they're offering here to get.
2: Well, that changes things a little bit. Uh, I don't know what is.
1: It's still minus one twenty-five Kansas. You were okay. right on the minus money. Texas plus one fifty, so one and a half to one. Baylor 8 to 1. Mm, plus 800. Only game behind. Yeah, interesting. All right, let's get out of here, Andrew. Appreciate everybody. This is going to be a fun close to this college basketball season. It is just heating up. We are just heating up, just like the Jayhawks. Can't wait to bring you a ton of new content, especially with our new partnership at 810. Can't wait for that. Andrew, anything else before we get out of here? Rock chalk. Rock chop. See y'all.
0: Tried to tell him. Every time we on the court I tried to tell them that we never coming up short. I tried to tell them that we came here to get the win. I tried to tell them that, that they should never let us in. They say that we the best but I say we the greatest. That's why they try to knock us down and always seem to hate us. That's why they talk about us. They know they can never fade us. It's tradition and that Kansas pride that has truly made us. They know just how we feel. They know at Allen Field that we gonna keep it Real. Shout out to Bill, this for them fans that waited off in them long lines. Camped out before the games. And they stayed a long time. Every dollar that we spend. Just to watch our team win. On a jayhawk shirt or a new clean bins with a sticker on the back with the K and the U. Uh-huh. Yeah, baby, that'll make you say ooh. We at the top of the top, just like we should be. Started from the bottom, thanks to what James could see. Dr. Naismith. Smith made a game for man, changed lives for the players, and did the same this for the faith. It's for my Jayhawks fans, for my Jayhawks. This for my Jayhawks fans, for my Jayhawks. This for my Jayhawks fans, for my Jayhawks. And if you love it, then I love it, because we Hawks, this baby. It's for my Jayhawks fans, for my Jayhawks. This for my J-Hawk fans, for my j house This for my j fans, for my J-Hawks Hawks. And if you love it, then I love it Cause we Hawks, baby all them years that we've been cheering Everything that we've been hearing All them spreads that we've been clearing Never been no team we fearing And look how Bill got us steering. All them tournaments appearing With no team that's interfering Nine times get the cheering With them banners held high And the crowd going wild Night before the final four You can't even sleep now Yeah, we at the peak now We can't even leap down March Madness, man We've been waiting weeks now If you a Hawks fan Go ahead and hold them Ones Shout out to the booster showing love in the alumni for the fans, even though I'm just one guy, we appreciate the love. Love won't run dry. Imagine the state of Kansas with no Jayhawks. That's like having no streets, but tryna jay walk. They see us as support and we see them on the court. So we keep it loud and do our best so we don't come up short. We win together and we lose together. But win or lose, we still booze together. Struggles in my life will change me as a man. But one thing that'll never change. I'll be a Jayhawk fan. I ain't even gotta really say it. This one for the fence, that's why I made it. Launch madness, here we can't be faded. Run, chuck, Jay, Huck in your faces. I ain't even gotta really say it. This one for the fence, that's why I made it. Launch madness, here we can't be faded. Run, chuck, Jay, in your faces. This for my J-Hawk fans, for my J-Hawks. This for my J-Hawk fans, for my J-Hawks. This for my j this fans for my J house and if you love it then i love it cause we hope fans for my J hawks this for my J fans for my J house this for my J fans for my J house and if you love it then i love it cuz we hope baby